Hey everybody, welcome back to the Matt on Matt podcast. Look, Cardi B was a Trey Nine Blood. They still selling K2 at Myrtle and Broadway. <laughs> Trust me when I tell you, Garth Brooks is a Trey Nine Blood. <laughs> he is too woo for life. Oh he my has God. Pretty men. Why does no one believe me? <laughs> You're a very credible source, Takashi. Um, anything you say, I believe. You should believe me. That son of a bitch pointed out to where Waldo was. They're gonna kill me. Dude, he's so dead. He's, he's so dead. dead. Oh, that son of a bitch. He's he dead. Stirring up my old neighborhood, Bushwick. <laughs> Is that where he's from? Well, that's where his charges are pending out of. Ah, that was hard. where he was charged with fucking racketeering. Whatever the fuck kind of charge that is. What it's does broad, that even mean? It's a broad term. Racketeering. To encompass all organized crime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently he sold a brick of heroin there. Jesus Christ. Just one. I love that it was just one brick. One brick of heroin, please. Dude, <laughs> I'll have one brick. Thank you. I, think, I have a feeling that uh, he only started doing because he's a terrible rapper. So, like, there's no skill to what he did. I think well, he really yeah. just started making shitty rap music as a fucking money laundering scheme. Well, that's the whole thing. Isn't that what rap is to gangsters for the most part? You know what? You make I a mean, good point. I mean, that's what it's always kind of been. It's or it's been like a way to sort of fucking poison the jury well. You know what I mean? Like, like if you want to become a like a, an organized serial pedophile, you just have to be become R. Kelly and just completely fuck up any chance of ever having a fair trial because everyone's just like, ah, oh, he wrote Ignition. <laughs> fuck it, you know. And yeah. the remix. There's a remix to Ignition. Hot and fresh, hot. The kid, you're supposed to sing along. Uh, I can't anymore he's been canceled oh uh, i forgot i'm gonna get canceled now yeah i know have you seen that video of r kelly in our in africa where he's just like uh uh something do you have your shots do you want to take a trip with rob to america america it's like this concert and he's just like t- he's asking girls if they like uh, have their shots and if they want to get on the airplane with them and go to America and join his sex cult and, and join up with whatever the fuck R. Kelly's doing his Probably R. Up. Kelly sex cult what I loved about the Takashi 6 9 thing especially is that he tried to like call out Cardi B for mem- being a member of the Trey 9 blood gang or whatever the fuck they're called yeah. and everybody just kind of went yeah <laughs> but we You're, know, but she's likable. Yeah, <laughs> but we like her and we don't like you. <laughs> she's an icon of certain cultures. And you're not of the Bronx. He comes from <laughs> Queens. She comes from the Bronx, but they're oh, all dude, nobody gives a flying fuck about Queens. Yeah, I mean, he basically comes from the fucking suburbs. Yeah, who gives a shit about Queens, bro? Like Ugh. whenever I meet somebody that says they live in Queens, I'm like, well, I guess I'm never coming over. I'm, it's like, why why do you even live in America if you live in Queens? <laughs> you may as well live in continental Europe because my, that's how long it feels like it takes to get to Queens. And that's how confusing all of your streets are in Queens. It's like everything's a fucking five-point goddamn intersection there. Every time <laughs> I show up, I, I have no idea what's 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 what. It's like when I pull off on the uh, I-35 between Kyle and Sam Marcus, and the service road is two ways. <laughs> what way? Where am I going? Which way? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> service roads go one way, the direction of the highway, and that's it. But no, not in weirdo south of Austin between Austin and San Antonio. They go both ways. And also, in Houston, we don't call them service roads. You know what we call them? Feeders. Feeders, ew. Because they feed you onto the freeway. That's such a fucking Louisiana-sounding bullshit thing (laughs) that you guys would do. 
<laughs> or, or, you know, if the shoe yeah, fits. You guys, are, you guys are barely Texan in Houston. You guys are like Louisiana and and Georgian. Georgian. I love. I love watching people from Houston freak out when I shit on you people. You know, I really like to people watch. Mainly, I like to watch people as I pronounce Houston Street as Houston Street. And I'm Ubering <laughs> them around downtown Dallas. They all just freak the fuck out. Oh, you, you mean Houston Street, right? You're not going to turn down Houston Street, are you? And I'm like, this is You're an idiot, hilarious. aren't you? <laughs> I'm so dumb. <laughs> not you, them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, me too. I love how I just immediately was like, yes, I am dumb. One thing that cracks me up, too, is like motherfuckers from uh, New York that when they know I'm from Texas and I say Houston because I'm in New York where it's pronounced Houston. And they're like, oh, don't you mean Houston? Like two different guys, two different guys. Shut your hole. (laughs) So how long do you think you have before to, they come uh, looking for you with Takashi? See, I don't know, because I was thinking about that. And it's why I wanted to bring this up, because. Yeah. I, how associative or how well do you think I can be associated with the nine Trey Bloods? <laughs> because uh, I feel like I'm pretty safe, but that's only me reading my book by its cover. And how many of the how many of your music videos have they appeared in? None. Okay, well I think you might be all right. I mean, they appeared in about twenty three of my music videos, so I'm pretty much, you know, oh I'm glad that I'm pretty much glad that I uh, am in Texas and not New York now, because I don't think the extradition would play out over here. We have a pretty small government down here in Texas. We don't pay t- uh, income tax. So the, the, the <laughs> cops aren't coming for him anytime soon. For those of you who don't have no fucking idea what the hell I'm talking about, Takashi 69, uh, the Queen's own uh, rainbow haired rapper who was busted in Bushwick for racketeering and selling him uh, a brick of heroin. He has recently begun snitching on everybody involved with the operation because uh, upon his arrest, he was. Uh, in the middle of being kidnapped and robbed by his own crew. <laughs> um, he is True. no longer known as Takashi 69 He is Daniel Hernandez. Um, and again, if you guys don't know who this guy is, I know we've talked about him on the podcast before. If you don't know who he is, he's worth a Google. He's got rainbow hair, and he has the number 69 tattooed all over his body. From what they say, 69 times. 69 times, which... Sounds nice, but truly isn't. Truly is garbage. Um, I mean, I'm just being honest. So Daniel Hernandez's life is falling apart. I've heard rumors that he might go into witness protection. I don't understand how you do that if you have 69 tattooed all over your body 69 times. They have to keep him in a cave. I mean, I don't know what they would do with this guy. I mean, his only option is essentially to become a supervillain that wears the masks. That wears a mask all the time. He could do that. He could do Which, that. But the thing is, is that that's not the point of witness protection. Witness protection is you're supposed to, like, go and be an insurance salesman for the rest of your life. You came to know the nine trays. I was born in it. Anyway, so about <laughs> air, um, I don't know. You guys can't see Matt, but. I don't know what's going on with him, but he looks like he's in a bad mood. Shut the fuck up. No, I don't. <laughs> I hate Got this. It. Where is that even coming from? <laughs> you didn't laugh at my jokes, and I have to take out my insecurities on you. It's just the way the world works, and I'm sorry you didn't get that. <laughs> you, didn't get my, you didn't get the memo. <laughs> there, I'm laughing. Good. Thanks. Um, did you storm Area 51 this week? I was thinking about it. But I when I... Huh? I didn't do it. No, I was thinking about it. Flights to Nevada were pretty expensive, and I was afraid the FBI would be like, oh, you're going to Nevada? What are you going to Nevada for? What are you planning on doing out there, huh? Or how's your Naruto run looking? How many people actually showed up? I don't know. I heard it described as a couple thousand people that were just partying. That there's no way it was a couple thousand. 
I've heard it described as a few hundred and a couple thousand. Okay. That's hilarious. Yeah. People are so fucking dumb. I love the internet so much. Oh my God. It's the greatest and worst place on the face of the planet. If you guys aren't aware, I mean, everyone pretty much saw this on Facebook. Everyone was invited to the event to storm area 51 on, on uh, the 20th of September, which is also my parents' uh, anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, ooh, um, that's not how they celebrated. They went, they just went to New Mexico. Um, <laughs> they were pretty close, though. I pretty mean, close. Pretty of, close. In terms of the continental United States, that's pretty close. Pretty close. Uh, <laughs> but, you know. Uh, anyway, they a bunch of people were going to storm Area 51, try and uh, find some aliens and clap those cheeks. Didn't work out, though. Um, and, or at least because they kept saying they can't stop all of us. But all of us didn't right. show up. And they and totally also, could. Also, they totally can. <laughs> this goes back to my um, rant against Second Amendment advocates who keep think who keep claiming that they need guns to fight our government. Our government has nuclear bombs. Yeah, but they're not going to nuke the homestead. That's what you they'll, think. They'll drop a Moab or a Daisy Cutter, but they're not going to nuke them. Here's the deal: if they, if if. If things got to the point where the citizenry was fighting the government, the government would shut that shit down by any means necessary. You're not taking you're not taking into account would military members dissent. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they I mean, it kind of depends on the situation, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, if a Texan was told to go invade Texas and kill all the Texans, I'm sure the Texan would be like, well, I'm not going to. I ain't gonna do it. Not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. Not gonna happen. A tyrannical government. Six sipper tyrannus. Yeah, but people in the military are were like too stupid to get into college, so (laughs) (laughs) So, which is like mind boggling to me. So, um, and then they're like, I'm going to serve four years and then go to college. Yeah. It's like, okay, sure. You are. <laughs> sure I remember you are. there was this one dude that was in my math class at Texas state and he was like fresh back from Iraq. Oh, and he, no. he was not in the military anymore. He was done, but he was like less than a year back from Iraq and he would wear like these head scarves and he'd wear his combat boots and stuff. What? And like one day he was weird and spacey and freaked everybody out. And one day he was like walking out of the door and the door started to close on him. And he like karate chopped the door and roundhouse kicked it. Oh my God. And I was like, ah, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to know that guy. That's crazy. One time, yeah. whenever I my freshman year at college, I told a guy that was Republican that he should put his money where his mouth was and join the military. <laughs> and uh, he's dead now. People can't see me, but my mouth. <laughs> did he? He did it. Yeah, he did it, and he died. Oh my god, that's fucking awful. Matt, Matt, I'm lying. I'm lying. Oh my god, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Son of a bitch. He did join, though. He did join the military, though. Oh he did drop out and join the military. I've just always wanted to tell somebody the, like, a really fucked up part of this story. What, like, what if he died? I don't know if he died. <laughs> I haven't spoken to the guy since he left. But he and I got super heated one night. And I was like, because it was like, it was 2007. You know what I mean? Like the throes <laughs> of the Iraq War. Oh, my God. Like, fuck you for voting for that. You should fucking serve. You're 18 years old and you're voting for a war that you're not willing to fight. And then he took it to heart and went and fucking joined the army. He's like, you know what? That motherfucker's right. I think (laughs) I'm going to go join me the army. So sorry to whatever Iraqi children are dead now because of me. Um, (laughs) Good Lord. I'm laughing because I'm uncomfortable. (laughs) Or whatever, like. Whatever, well, no, this is- or whatever wife ended up cheating on him while he was away. Wait, uh, uh, <laughs> I could go full Takashi and name names, <laughs> but then I'll never be able to show my face in my hometown again. 
but I could name names. Uh, so many people I know got married at 18 and the, the boy shipped off to Iraq and the girl banked everybody in our hometown geez, and just great. spent his money at the bars. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I mean, it. That's oh. insane to me. That's so fucked up. And this is the difference because I also have the same type of conversation with Andrea. And like you two are from similar communities, a little yeah. more like up middle class. Everybody's going to college for the most part. Right. Like probably I would venture to guess at least 95% of your well, graduating yeah. class college. Uh, more. Yeah. Or, okay. Same with hers. I think hers was like 98 or yeah. 99%. Like it's, I'm from working class, blue collar little town. Yeah. And I don't know what the percentage is that went to college. It's more than 50% that finished college. That's a whole nother story, <laughs> but a ton of them jump straight into military service. Right. And my, you know, and going, going back to the sixties, my dad was one of them. Yeah, sure. You know, but there was, there was also a different set of scenarios where the draft was in play. Right. I mean, he was going to get drafted no matter what, probably. Yeah. So it was 1966. So like, you know, he wanted to do what he wanted to do. And that ended up being the air force and flying jets and shit, which is way right. cooler. Um, but yeah, man, it, so many people joined the military. So many people went to Iraq or Afghanistan and they all thought that they had to get married before they went over there. That's so wild to me. Yeah. Like they married the, the whoever they were dating when they graduated from high school, they married them. I guess it's because they we're going to, they thought they might die. I, but I see, don't know. This also brings to light a, another conversation I have with my dad. My dad says that he was very happy that he didn't have a wife or kids when he was in Vietnam, because that would have made him more scared and he yeah. would have hesitated. I can and only imagine in those scenarios, when you hesitate, you, you die. Oh man. So it's like, I wouldn't want to go in with a bunch, with something tied to me like that. I, yeah. you know, I don't know. Just, then again, yeah. I'm also taking you know, the letter of the law from my old man who I fucking put on a pedestal and loved to death. But, you know, in every scenario, everybody's different, but that's just how, how I'm looking at it. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah I, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Why don't I even bring that up? Area 51? Yeah, Area 51. Yeah. Anyway, don't go, everybody. Yeah, don't, don't do go it. To, don't, there's, I mean, even if there are aliens there, who cares? How's it going to change your life? It's not. It's not. I mean, you just want to distrust your government more? We already, yeah. I already don't trust the motherfuckers. I mean, it's just like, who cares? <laughs> the aliens have not done anything that interferes with my day-to-day -day life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I've heard one theory that a lot of people think that they just come here as tourists and that they treat Earth kind of like a zoo. And I'm like, great, let them. Let them. I don't Fuck give a them. shit. Who cares? Leave <laughs> me alone. Fly around, then leave. Yeah. Just don't blow, start blowing up buildings. Yeah. I don't want it to be like Independence Day. Yeah, that welcome to Earth. You know what I mean? <laughs> welcome to Earth. <laughs> Gotta put the F on it. Welcome because to Earth. Because of that movie and Men in Black, Will Smith turned down being in The Matrix. Isn't that crazy? Wow. He didn't want to be uh, caught up as the sci-fi guy. Wow. And That's instead, hell. And instead, he did Wild Wild West. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. How long has it been since you've watched that movie? <laughs> Not as long as you'd think. I watched it. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> years ago, it was on television. And yeah, I, watched I saw it. it like maybe less than a year ago. I watched it. <laughs> it was like, oh, my God, they made this. They put this out Kenneth with a massive force behind it. And Kenneth Branagh just gives the most batshit insane performance I've ever seen where he's like this steampunk Spider-Man <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> Kevin Klein. I do Bill declare Bill. look at it's my like, big spider 
You know, uh, the, the guy that produced that movie, I forget his name, but Kevin Smith has this story about how he he was uh, being hired to help write uh, the famed lost Tim Burton Superman movie. Oh, shit. And uh, Kevin Smith was hired as a, as a script consultant for that. And one of the producers tied up in that was the producer of uh, Wild Wild West. And he pitched um, to Kevin. He was like, Look, we're not gonna have like he he used the bad he used the f word. He's like we're not gonna have this fucking lame ass Superman in uh, spandex and shit. He's gonna be a real dude, and at the end he's gonna fight a giant mechanical spider. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole and this and he's pitching this to Kevin Smith, who's like a comic book like scholar and aficionado and knows everything there is to know about Superman. And Kevin's just like, he doesn't ever fight a fucking spider ever, (laughs) ever. And he's just like, he said he was like, he left that meeting and never went, never answered another email about it or never went, never followed up. He was just like, absolutely not. I will not be associated (laughs) with this garbage. And then, you know, famously that, that uh, that's a that, that that whole thing just got so frozen up. Um, did you know Nicolas Cage was supposed to be the Superman and Clark Kent of that series? Nicolas Cage was Nicolas Cage. Oh my god, could you imagine that as Superman? Lois, we have to go <laughs> snooch to the nooch. <laughs> Oh man, that's how's Philadelphia. Philadelphia was great. You went to Philly. Uh, yeah, went to Philly. Uh, you know what? I, so, I have multiple people echo this same sentiment. Have you ever been to Philly, by the way? No. No. Okay. Cool. So, um, I always thought that Philly was just going to be like this shithole full of horrible people that I was going to hate. Maybe I was just influenced by Always Sunny. Um, maybe Whoa. it was. All the other people that you've met from Philadelphia. That too. And also the Philadelphia Eagles and their fans. I thought it was just streets teeming with the wretched refuse of someone's teeming shore. I didn't know what I was getting. But Mm -hmm. let me tell you, this is my second time going. It's a fucking underrated city. That is a great town. Something I don't think that you're taking into consideration, though, is how much of a piece of shit you are. I mean, I'm not. That looks so hurt. I'm what? just joking. I wasn't going to disagree. I wasn't going to disagree with you. <laughs> looks like I took all the wind out of your sail just then. Like, oh, what? I'm not was, a piece of shit. I was just doing a little acting. <laughs> oh, is that what it's called? I was. I was adding a beat in there. <laughs> no, I mean you're right. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with you. Hey, man, I uh, I think the last looked, time you went there, you kept talking about how cheap drinks were. And then I my mom later was just like, why does Matt always rate a city based on the fucking price of the drinks? And I'm just like, that's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's, if you don't think that's a huge deal, it's a big indicator of the of the nightlife scene. Yes, I think. Yes. Just for example, so we were in Philly with the in-laws. Um, they don't, you know, they're older. They're 70. They don't party much, uh, but they're fun people. And me and, and I get along great with them. Me and Andrea's dad have a great jokey repartee. So they wanted, he wanted to go have some beers after dinner. Uh-huh. Hell yeah. There's one little place around the corner. is the first bar me and Andrea ever went to in Philly two years ago when we were there. And we ordered... Three 24-ounce draft beers and a Patron margarita. Yeah. Guess how much the bill was. 20 bucks. For that round. 20 bucks. 16. All right, man. $16 for that whole fucking round. That's like eight beers. No, that's six beers and a margarita. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. I was... I love it. I love it. You can't. So, I mean, it's hard to do that in Dallas. Yeah, dude. It's it's mind blowing. And this was not in like some off the beaten path neighborhood. This was in 
Rittenhouse, which is where all their bars and restaurants are. Yeah. It was like literally this place is a block and a half from City Hall. Wow. Like heart of Philadelphia. Well, that's dope. Yeah, dude. What else did y'all get? What else did y'all get into while you were there to see the Liberty Bell? Did you crack that nut? Do what? Did you crack that nut? Crack that nut. Um, we did took the, the in-laws hadn't been there. So we took them and did the touristy stuff with them. Um, independence hall, which is awesome. Cause you're literally yeah. standing in the room where the declaration of independence was fucking signed. Some would uh, call it the room, and the room where it happened. Exactly. <laughs> um, love the Hamilton reference. Thank you so much. Um, we saw that we did Liberty bell, the American constitution center, which had, the most badass theater I've ever st- I've ever stepped foot in. That's cool. It was like a theater in the round with the most like the highest level of technology I've ever seen in a theater. I, it was amazing. That's it was cool. so fucking cool. And then um, the American Museum of the Revolutionary War is probably up there with some of the best. It's the best history museum I've ever been to. And it might be one of the best overall museums I've ever been to. Wow. Top notch. And the coup de gras, the last thing in there is George Washington's tent that he used. His real tent, his field command station tent is in there. It's behind glass. Wow. it's, It's fucking, you can't believe it. It's like, holy shit. Look at what I'm fucking looking at right now. He's like the only American myth. Yeah. You know, it should be, you know, people try to debunk them and it's just like, hey, pump the brakes. George Washington, baby. (laughs) Shut your fucking mouth. (laughs) You want to fight? We'll fight. (laughs) I have heard that he, um, because, you know, he famously didn't take a salary. Yeah. But I heard his expense report was just out of control. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Powdered wigs don't come cheap, brother. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only trash I've ever. Or you, you know how much it costs that. to keep those goddamn khaki pants clean when you're fighting a war, dude. He wasn't fighting a war when he was the president. Oh, this is when you're fighting. Anyway, yeah. I, I love know. how I just got super like, dude. Listen up. <laughs> listen, you stupid dude, son of a bitch. <laughs> you stupid piece of shit. <laughs> Well, that was great. And yeah, so you're actually looking at his real tent. They also have one of the cross braces from the North Bridge at uh, at Concord and Lexington. What's the bridge that the shots were fired across that started the revolution. Wow. They have like a real piece of wood that was a cross section at that bridge. I got a real piece of wood for you. Oh, baby, I can't wait to see it. (laughs) 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 But yeah, man, like just. I I can't, you know, it's it's just amazing. (laughs) It's just it's just awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. You saw saw a concert while you were there. Saw a concert while I was there. I went to uh, this rapper. His name is NF stands for his name. Nathan Firestein. But he's not Jewish, surprisingly enough. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's I, spelled like completely different. It's like F U E R. It's yeah, it's a weird. When I looked at it, it looks like Fuerstein. It's the African spelling. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> this is a white guy. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, OK. <laughs> yeah. <Oops. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> now, a white guy. um, Super talented rapper, super like deep and complex emotional content. Um, so he's had like a really he had a really shitty life growing up, and like I'm sure he his did. mom died of an overdose when he was 18 years old, and like him and his nice. dad don't talk, and he's got lots of issues, and he's channeled that into some really outstanding hip hop music, That's and cool. he's got a few, he's got triple platinum, he's been number one of the Billboard charts twice. And it's super not commercial at all. Um, And he had a show going on at this place, this new theater in Philly called The Met. And it was an awesome theater. The venue was sick. 
we had box seats like right up near the stage. And it was funny when we sat in our seats, I was like, this shit, these seats are amazing. And Andrea goes, yeah, these are the type of seats you get assassinated in. Ooh. I was like, six simper tyrannis. And I was like, oh, don't nobody come up behind me. But, um, yeah, he put on a killer show. It was a ton of fun. What was really funny about it is because, like, so he identifies publicly as a Christian, but he does not do Christian rap. And he hates when people call him a Christian rapper. He's, like, mentioned in, like, two songs that he's asking God this or something like that. Yeah. And they're like, oh, he doesn't cuss, and he— I, publicly identifies as a Christian. He's a Christian rapper. And he's like, nah, 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 nah. Everybody relax. All right. Nah, don't, <laughs> don't do that. He's like the Sufjan Stevens of hip hop. <laughs> hey, there you go. So, um, it was really funny. And the, the crowd there was ran the gamut. Like I see a 14 year old girl who's like crying and singing along to a song next to a 50 year old man with gray hair doing the exact same thing. It was all over the place. What a fucking all races, wuss. All ages. Come on, like you've never cried to a song. I've witnessed you cry to a song. <laughs> <laughs> we were drunk and we put on a modest mouse record. You're like, God damn it. Which one? Uh, Lonesome Crowded West. Oh, hey, you actually pulled one out of your ass. Because <laughs> well, that actually happened. Oh, yeah. At your old apartment. Your first I'd... Wilson apartment. <laughs> it was awesome. I was like, I love this guy. Um, that's the kind of shit I do when people play Thunder Road. Um, but what really was hilarious is because we've had this, this, this whole conversation of him being like, I'm not a Christian rapper. Um, there are uh, religious elements to my music because I am a Christian, but I'm not a Christian rapper. And then the show's over, the venue's emptying out, and we see this circle of 17 year olds all hands on shoulders praying and oh, i said god. oh my god and andrew goes that's a fucking youth group that is 200 percent a youth group that's funny <laughs> i was like let's quick let's get out of here before they try to baptize us <laughs> <laughs> look i'm not a christian rapper but if anyone wants to come back to my tour bus and pray in my hot tub we can do that as long as you are over 17 years old and a female. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, that's, that's cool, man. I fucking rekindled my love of the Wawa. I've never been to Wawa. Heard a lot of great things about it, though. Hot, dude. You would love the Wawa. Their hot sandwiches and the tasty cakes. It's just. See, that sounds like my jam. Dude, you telling you Once, we should go to Philly together. One thing, one thing that Texas is severely lacking in is deli culture. Yes. Like there's, I mean, you can go to quote unquote delis here, but it's just, it's not the same. Agreed. It's, it's just, it, it, it's, we're in a strip mall. Don't, <laughs> don't tell me that we're not in a strip mall. We're in a strip mall. This don't is not me. a deli. There's this a, is not a, a house of sandwiches that has just arisen out of the ground because lots of people need sandwiches. That's what that's what I love about delis, that they seem like acts of nature. Yeah. It's just like there are a lot of people are in this neighborhood from the hours of 11.30 to 2.30. We need a sandwich shop. And they summoned the deli from the ground. Right. And it was good. And it was <laughs> and it was there and it was good. And it was amazing. Um, but that's just not a thing down here. And it's just, and it's something that I miss a lot. I, in fact, didn't really realize that like you could order a sandwich at a deli for like the longest time. Like I knew you could <laughs> order a sandwich at a deli, but I'm talking about like your run of the mill bodega. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, I was picking up what you were putting down. Like, like, like I didn't realize that you could just like walk into the fucking bodega, which is essentially what a Wawa is. If I'm, if I'm. Correct. Um, Wawa is like kind of like a high tech. Like bodega. imagine a hybrid of 7-Eleven and a bodega. Right. That's a Wawa. Right. right. And um, I, I took me when I, when I was first moved to New York, it took me like a solid three months to figure out that that was going on. That I could just <laughs> walk downstairs and be like, hey, can I get ham and cheese on a roll? And they'd be like, yeah, sure. Here, Three dollars, please. 
<laughs> and I'll also take a 12 pack of beer. Yeah. Um, I need an iPhone charger. Yes. And I'll condoms. take this iPad case, two uh, packs of condoms <laughs> and adult diapers. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to need it after this 12 pack of beer and the ham sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Especially those. Oof. That that one de- deli on uh, on Wilson really worked out my fucking intestines over the years. <laughs> I remember you talking about having so many like run ins with nefarious characters slash the staff at that deli. God, that place. The staff was all right. <laughs> I like the staff a lot for the most part. I mean, they were assholes every now and then, but who isn't? Um, but like, man, like they would just—it was just—you'd go out there at like two in the morning, and they'd have lowered the thing, but you could still order through a window. And then some guy would walk up to you and try and sell you rockaway jeans. <laughs> <laughs> he's just carrying around. He's like, hey, 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 big man, hey, big oh, man. Oh, they always call me I big got, man. I, I have jeans. Did you like to buy them? And I'm like, no, dude, please. I just need, do you need the jeans? Sir, you're not listening. Dude, get away from me. Please, <laughs> sir, buy my jeans. No! <laughs> I'm not going to do it! Dude, I, they always call you big man. They do it to me, too. They're mad at me for being in the neighborhood. I'm just like, I have to live somewhere also. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not rich either. Yeah, me, me poor too. <laughs> All right, that was closer to Spanish. I am also poor. Yeah, um, I liked it. Um, one, did I ever tell you about the time that Andrea went off on one of the rap guys trying to give me a CD in Times Square? I think you have, but not on the podcast. So we're walking out of this uh, meeting with a realtor because we were just looking at new apartments. Uh, and um, it went terribly wrong this guy was really trying to screw us like hard and um we're walking out and it's the typical hey big guy hey big guy hey hey big guy and we're already in a bad mood and andrea turns around and goes you're a piece of shit nobody likes you (laughs) oh my god i looked at her and i was like that's my girl Yes. That's my and then girl. You looked at him and you were like, you are a piece of shit and, and nobody likes you. And what the fuck am I supposed to play your CD on? Yeah. I don't own anything that plays compact discs. It's hilarious to me that they're still out there trying to hand out CDs. Right. They're hawking CDs. <laughs> I'd be handing out business cards. Yeah. To my SoundCloud. Yeah. That's how you do it now, dude. Like, get real. Jesus, but then, the, but then the scam wouldn't be there anymore. That's true. Because it's a scam, right? It's all fake. I, I don't know. I've never, I, I have know. no clue. I've never put one of those CDs in a they CD just, player. They've always reminded me of those like Elmo people. Yeah. From Times <laughs> Square. It's just like, get away from me. Garbage. And Garbage. Also, no, I don't want to go to a comedy show. <laughs> if hey. I want to go to a comedy show, I'm going to hey. go to the cellar. Do you like do you like Dave Chappelle? Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, big man, big man, big man. You like hey, to laugh? You you like Jeff Dunham? Hey, <laughs> you like to laugh? You ever seen Comedy Central? <laughs> I guess you don't like to laugh. Okay, oh, this guy. Oh, right, I see how it is. I see how it is. Racist. That's another thing that I would get all the uh, time. Racist. Like, all right. No, we're we're in Shane Gillis territory. Um, I we saw. We were called racist for not wanting to buy something on the street. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> Am I right? One of my last, uh, during my last few months in Bushwick, there was this dude that would wait for people off of the J train at Halsey, and he would try and call white people over to talk to him. And he did this to me a few times. He'd be like, "Hey man, hey man, come here, come here. I need, I need to ask you something real quick." And then you'd ignore him. You know what I mean? Just like, no. And then yeah. you just go, oh, oh, because I'm black. Because I'm black, right? And you start <laughs> yelling that. And it's just like, the last time that he bothered me, never mind. I'm not going to say what I said. <laughs> there was a last time that that man bothered me. Matt said, listen, you motherfucker. 
No, I just said because he's. Don't, you don't have to say it if you don't no, want. No, no, no. I'll say what I said. I don't give a fuck. He, I didn't say anything that bad because I just realized it sounded way worse than what I actually did. Because he just kept going. It's because it's because I'm black, right? And then I just looked at him. I was just like, I don't know. Maybe it is. <laughs> and I just you made him walking. think. And he's like, uh, what? Oh, I wasn't ready for someone to just own up to it. Even though that's not the reason why. The reason why is there's no reason for a complete stranger to have to pull me over to the side and ask me something. I'm trying to go to the train, which is already horrible enough as it is. Much less talk to a complete stranger who hangs out by trains. Right. (laughs) Regardless of skin color. It has nothing to do with. You can be fuchsia. Yeah. You could be the first purple person I've ever seen in my life. If you're hanging out next to a train and asked to talk to me, we're talking not fucking sh- talking. Talking to strangers? Yes. Trying to pull over every stranger that you see? Guess nope. what? You could be <laughs> shitting rainbows. And I would say no. Yep. yep. Because you're hanging out by trains. This is Get the, away from me. This isn't the battle you're looking for, buddy. <laughs> no, it is not. I do not have the battle with Matt Butterfield. Oh, real quick, something we forgot to do today. What? How's that Butterfield 8 doing? Oh, they're doing pretty good. All right! All right! We're here, baby! I like what you guys had to say about delis. You know why? Because I'm a big fan of the Gabagoo! 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 Thank you, Stevie. I love hearing from Stevie Van Zant every week. He's <laughs> so just the cool. best guy. He's such a good friend. And it's so cool for him to fly down to Sunnyvale, Texas every week, even I though know. we could easily just have him take the train to your house. I know, but you got the you got the the band set up. It's true. We have this whole room set aside. Yeah, he's, Matt has a full uh, professional style recording studio yes. at his house in Sunnyvale, Texas. You guys can't see it; just take my word for it. Really? Um, right now, in there, right now, he's got Stevie Van Zant from the East yep. Street Band. Uh-huh. He's got the legendary Roots Crew of Philadelphia. Speaking there of you Philadelphia, go. and he's also got Carlos Santana and Rob Thomas. Mm-hmm. Who, who, when we get off the air, they're going to serenade us with. Well, it's just like the ocean under, under the moon. moon. It's, it's like the str- same sweet same. motion. That different I get you. From you. <laughs> I love you. Anyway, <laughs> we were but joking you know, about how we walk all over each other's fucking jokes all the time. I know. Isn't that great? We're having a text conversation just and like we just ruining each other jokes. Just fucking back to back, back to back. <laughs> I was just like, you ruined the joke. And then he tried to tell a joke and I ruined it. And he was like, you fucking did the same thing. <laughs> this is why we have so many dozens of listeners. Yep. They love us. Um, so what else is new right now? We got Jonah Hill and the Batman. Yeah. What's up with that? Uh, people are saying that he might be playing the Riddler. I don't think that that's what he's going to be doing. He's going to be doing the penguin. I think oh. that if out of any villain that is the most relevant right now, it is absolutely the penguin. Um, as he's like, you know, Bruce Wayne is the good billionaire and the penguin is the bad billionaire. Um, and yeah. we've got, you know, a lot of bad billionaires in charge right now. They <laughs> are a real threat and they're fucking up the whole world. Yep. And I think it would be great to watch the Robert Pattinson Batman just beat the fuck out of Jonah Hill's Donald Trump penguin. I agree with you. God, you know wouldn't what? that be great? I didn't have much of an opinion on this going in, except for the fact that it was trending on Twitter. And I thought you might have a good blurb. And yeah. uh, now that you've thrown your two cents in the ring, I'm in. You're right. I was. And you were right. I do have a blurb about it. I know my boy Matt when I when I see something I know he's gonna talk about. I mean that he'll want to talk about. I think it'd be cool if he was the Riddler, maybe, but I just think that the penguin is more relevant. And we've also been like people have been talking about adding the penguin to um the cinematic universe because that hasn't happened yet. He hasn't been in any of the movies. 
Oh, mm-hmm. that's a lie. That's a big fucking fat lie. Danny DeVito played the penguin. Danny DeVito. I'm an idiot. He's just become one of my favorite actors. I just Ever. love Danny. I, mean, he's I adore. He's always been one of my favorites, but he's oh. he's one of my favorite people. He's just amazing. <laughs> Did you know that he goes to Bonnaroo? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I would shit a brick if I ran into Danny DeVito at Bonnaroo. And he's like tripping balls. I've been to Bonnaroo. <laughs> he like goes to Bonnaroo and does drugs with no. his kids. Dude. <laughs> he's real life Frank. Re- he's Frank Reynolds in real yes. life. Yes, <laughs> he is. Under this shit so good on TV is because he's real. <laughs> he's just following his instincts. But anyway, I think it'd be cool to see. And I think Jonah Hill would be great at that role. I think. Yeah. He's he's a pain in the ass kind of a person, but he's a good actor. He's a damn good actor. I mean, it's just and, and um, it'd be cool to see him do what he does. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. I'm in. Uh, I'm in. Sounds what good. Else to me. We, got? we got. Oh, I saw a play this weekend. Matt saw a play. And it was pretty good. It was uh, in Dallas. It was in Oak Cliff. Uh, who it was. I, what was it called? It was called The Rehearsal. It was uh, written by Stephen Young, directed by Randy, uh, sorry, Mandy Roush. Um, it was part of uh, Imprint Theater Works First Impressions Main Stage Showcase, whatever that means. And uh, <laughs> it was pretty fucking good. I actually really enjoyed it. At first, when I was watching it, it kind of seemed like the energy was a little weird, but. That, it was also opening night, and, you know, there's jitters and things like that. And once it got going, I was really just kind of enthralled with it. It was a, um, this, it was a very topical play about the Me Too movement and about garbage fucking directors. Um, mm. Essentially, uh, it was, they followed this uh, regional theater direct uh, production of um, Othello and the director makes a big point of at the beginning saying like, this will not be a safe space. This is like a bit like we're going to be trying to go places and be uncomfortable and blah, blah, blah. And it like, and he ends up fucking up like the actor's lives and like forcing like an actor to miss her mother's death that, were a little confusing things of some some tools some devices that I kind of feel like were uh, um kind of I'm trying to be nice uh, that were kind of like trying there were tools that essentially looked like writing exercises like something mm. for him to get going because like a one story th- circle kind of thing or yeah because one like thing that? that he definitely did was that he the since they're doing Othello, the the point of the play is to do the play Othello, and then he very much kind of steals the skeletal um, outline and framework of Othello and applies it to this real story. So the the director is kind of this uh, Iago character, mm-hmm. making everybody crazy and all this shit. And so it, it, they would have random. Basically, I'll just say what I didn't like about it. They would have. These vo- these recordings of uh, the two actors kind of just reciting passages from Othello, and I just thought it was okay. Kind of, I thought it was just kind of like it was used as a transition thing, and yeah. I just thought it was necessary. I don't know. Um, I could see that. I could see that being very confusing and off-putting. It was so like, oh, like we were just having a conversation over here, and you're doing Shakespeare. Sorry, relax. Well, like. <laughs> Well, I, once I figured out what they were doing, it was like, you know, this would be better if the actors were just delivering it as opposed to like a recording. I don't know. Like, uh, OK, like a step like, down center like, kind of. Yeah, because this the the, light. the the sound cues were kind of screwed up. It was in this weird venue. It was a very pretty venue. It was in this old church in Oak Cliff. Yeah, um, it looked gorgeous. I mean, it's very it's a very it's actually a really cool spot. It'd be a really good, like, sort of found location, original play sort of set. But I think for the purposes of what they were doing, it was uh, a little limiting. Um, mm-hmm. But that's just the way theater is. I don't know. Yeah, it's true. Uh, <laughs> Theater's theater. <laughs> yeah, so I can't really fault them for that, other than um, I, I just felt like they, they I feel like they would have benefited if they'd taken some technical elements out of it. Okay. 
Um, like they maybe tried to do a little too much. Yeah. Okay. Nah, it's, that's legit as hell. I've seen a lot of plays where I was like, it's, you know, a little much. And, and you keep me detracting from the story. And this, and this, and I mean, and that's really, I don't know. Cause, cause the play didn't require a lot. You could do this play without much of any sort of lighting or much of a stage. Like you can, it's very much just like, you can art town. Yeah. It's very ch- character given and, uh, character driven and um, conversational based more so than sort of image based and, and stuff, except for the very end. But even that you could easily stage. I don't know. I saw a future for the play. I saw, uh, I thought it was really good. And nice. I, I'm glad you saw a piece that you liked. Cause so, I know you and I have both been kind of down on theater recently. So yeah, it makes yeah. me want to go see a play. Yeah, go see a new play. Don't go see such shit on Broadway. I'm going to see off-Broadway. Uh, do you know the play The Rose Tattoo? No. Okay. So play it premiered on Broadway back in the 40s with Maureen Stapleton and Eli Wallach. Um, I'm going to see The Rose Tattoo with Marissa Tomei. Yeah. In like a few weeks with my buddies Neil and Justin. So, cool. I, yeah, it makes me excited to see a play again. I haven't seen a play in a long time. Dope. The last play I saw was with uh, actually I saw Nathan Lane. Oh, did you see um, Taylor Max play? Um, it was Gary. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Or he basically plays a clown that gets hired as a janitor to clean up the Titus Andronicus after t- Titus Andronicus. <laughs> and it was, I mean, it was just good old fashioned slapstick. Bullshit! The, fucking all kinds of gags and lotsy, and it just was fun. It was the, fun. <laughs> the director and produce the person in charge of that show, Taylor Mack, has done some like is just like this fucking out of this world drag performer. Really? Yeah, that has just like that's fun. They do like these crazy. Mar- I remember one point they did this twenty uh, four hour drag show where they were just on stage for 24 hours straight. And oh, people, my God. Those people, fucking heels? This was at, like, St. Anne's Warehouse, and there was all these costume changes, and, and and people could come and go as they pleased, and it was just 24 hours straight of, like, lip-syncing. And, and I can't sanity. imagine being in those heels for five minutes. Yeah. and this, right? And Taylor's up there for, like, Hours and hours, and 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 keep in mind that like <laughs> they had to have like a tech rehearsal before that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm thinking about. All these like poor tech people that are doing that job, just like, all right, hour seventeen, just a few more to go. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe the tech people worked in shifts. So that's cool. You got to see that. I wanted to see that, but I was. Uh, too poor. <laughs> uh, that was fun. We got um, we saw it for fifty bucks with orchestra seats. Nice, oh, love that. Because they were they were closing. Uh, they announced they're closing pretty abruptly, and yes. we already had tickets. And they gave us like a discounted rate to like transfer them to a different date, and it ended up being cool. Um, they, but um, yeah, it was a fun show. I really enjoyed it. Um, they were really expecting some more Tonys, I think. Uh, they definitely were expecting more Tonys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> really, uh, they were expecting they, a lot more. They were pretty much ignored for that. Yeah. I, I think that they were nominated for a bunch of stuff and then didn't win anything. <laughs> yeah. Dude, <laughs> like, this year, ouch. for the first time since I was 14 years old, I didn't watch the Tonys. Wow. Yeah. yeah. First time since I was 14. I watched them. You did? Yeah. How was it? It was pretty good. It was the time. This is just like a really weak Broadway year. So it was just like. My friend Caleb uh, produced Oklahoma, so I wanted to see them, see if they want anything. And they now, did. the legend Greg saw Oklahoma when it was off Broadway at St. Anne's Warehouse and then saw it again at Circle in the Square on Broadway. Yeah. And he said that's the best revival of a show he's ever seen. He yeah. said it mind blowing. Yeah. Now, I hate Oklahoma. Yeah. The way he was describing to me, it sounded like, what the. What? Yeah, I know. I it's crazy. It? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, speaking of acting. Speaking of acting. Brings me 
to our final segment. Brings me back to our final segment. Something we haven't done in a while because we've Hold been on. pretty. Let me cue up the Butterfield Eight. But keep talking. Something that we haven't done in a while because we have been in generally positive moods, but a couple of things just really stuck in our craw this last week. And that brings me to none other than the greatest segment in podcast history. (laughs) Don't at me. I just had a fucking rock and roll orgasm. (laughs) Tell me, tell me. Oh my God. People who ask me about my acting career. What do they ask you? What are you working on? What are you working on? What do you got going on? How's that going for you? It's Uh going shitty. That's why I manage this restaurant. (laughs) You dumb bitch. (laughs) You fucking accountant. Don't ask me about my <laughs> you accountants. <laughs> you fucking piece of shit. Don't ask me how my acting career is going. If it's going, I'll tell you. Trust me. Anybody who knows me knows I ain't afraid to tell you if something good's happening. I ain't afraid to brag a little bit. I ain't afraid to be proud of my own accomplishments. So if there's something good going on, I'm going to let you know. If there's nothing going on, we're going to talk about something else. <laughs> The We're Cowboys are undefeated. Why are we talking about my acting career? Why are we talking about the auditions I went to that no one ever called me back? Why are we talking about the 40 submissions a day on Actors Access that no one emailed me back? Because that's the real life of an actor. You don't want to hear about it, and we don't want to talk about it. Don't at me, bro. Don't at me, bro. Don't at me, you fucking extroverts. That's right. I'm coming for you. Daddy's in the house. He's in his head. He's not putting up with any more of your outgoing bullshit. You know what? We get drained by all of your needy, needy emotional labor that you require of us introverts. Oh, oh, we run the world. We're extroverts. Ooh, ooh. Fuck you, introverts. Ooh, ooh. Well, you know what? We're coming back and we're coming hard and we're we're completely infiltrating the data entry industry. <laughs> so you can go fuck yourself, extroverts. Uh, and now keep in mind, I am aware that I have come out against introverts as well on this podcast. And to any of you, don't at me, bro. And if there's one thing we know we can count on Matt Butterfield for, it's hardcore opinions. <laughs> and contradicting myself. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Uh, Uh, Do not ever hold me to anything. (laughs) The only thing I'd hold you to is a fire. Um, (laughs) I was going to, I was hoping you were going to say your warm, supple body. Um, (laughs) Before and after you're burned to death. Um, You know, I love you. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Shut up. Say it back. Sure. Sure. Whatever. All right, so does that wrap it up for us? That's it for us today. Matt's got oh, his cities out. I got my boobs out. I got yeah. them out just for Matt. He started rocking that shit, and I had some some rock and roll nipples. <laughs> Baby, that's it for the Matt on Matt podcast this week, man. This is a this was good, good. I feel good. Good little episode. I liked it. I like it a lot. You can follow me on all the social meds at MattBeery06. And you can follow us on Twitter at the Matt on Matt Pod. What you got for us, Mr. Butterfield? You can follow me at Twitter, at Twitterfield, on Twitter, at Matters on Instagram. This is so hard to play and talk at the same time. <laughs> well, you can also send your questions, comments, concerns. Do you want some advice? Do you want to talk to us about something? Do you want to tell us we're big fat pieces of shit? Go ahead and email us at themadonmatpod at gmail.com. That'll be it. See you next time, baby. Adios, fuckers.